Hello, all of you wonderful people out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. And my name is Chuck. And this week we are here to discuss the 10th episode in the first season of Titans, titled Coriander. So, this was a thing that happened. So let me, let me, let me, let me be blunt. I went way ahead of you. I did not go this far ahead. There is another thing that I know because I got curious and I started Googling things and I found a thing out. This was not one of them. So last week when I made the inference that maybe she's alien, I had no idea whether I was right or wrong. I'm being 100% honest. I did not see this coming at all. I, I, I'm shocked that she's actually an alien. I can't, I'm like, okay, she's an alien. She's just an alien. And Dick, Dick Grayson, he, I like he, it. the home, my homeboy, Dick Grayson did it. He, he, <laughs> good for you, Dick Grayson. All right. I like it. Well, so did Lois Lane. Yeah. Well, no, he was human. Wasn't he? Superman 2, he was human. In Superman 2, when they're at his when they're at the the, 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 the snow palace or the ice palace or whatever his home is, he is very human. You no, know, he just has no powers. He is very human. But he's still, <laughs> yeah, but he's still an alien, though. Yeah, but he goes to the diner and he gets beat up and everything, and he bleeds. He's human. He loses. Yeah, he loses his powers. Sure, but he's still a Kryptonian. He's not a human. He's still a Kryptonian. I think he went to a diner. He got into a bar fight. He got wrecked. He is human. <laughs> he had to. He had to go back and like get his crystal. <laughs> 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 it's never gonna get old it's never gonna get old nope. referencing those are never gonna get old no but i like what they did i like what they did with this episode and the way that they um they build on Corey. i thought it was real quick i will say that as a negative i thought it was really fast how she gets to her ship and all of a sudden all the memories just start coming and she's able to she knows the password to get onto her ship and she knows what the book is and she knows how to activate the computer and everything just comes rushing back to her when before this she was absolutely clueless absolutely clueless. and now all of a sudden it's just like well i'm here and up oh, memories and we're we're all well, rachel did heal her so i kind of I can buy it because she does say there is a line, which we've always said, you know, if they just gave a line, it would make sense. Um, she does use the line that she doesn't have all her memories back, yet, but they are coming back. Yeah. So we'll give it that. Okay. Um, but no, I'm with you. There, there, there was a lot in this episode, which I think it, which is why I think it made it seem really quick. A lot of, a lot of questions were answered for, you know, why a certain somebody was not dealing with PTSD. <laughs> yeah. I know, you know about um, so hard with this, with this thing that you're talking about with mommy here, who all of a sudden just breaks bad and she's killing cops. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm absolutely. You don't go from out in the garden picking vegetables so you can make the kids soup to all of to the next moment. You're you're stabbing cops in the gut. I'm absolutely not. There was no hint to this at all. It just kind of happened out of nowhere, which makes me question a lot of things about what's exactly going on in this house. Because the whole thing with with the mirror and she looks in it and it's funny and then the phone rings and then Gar looks in it and he's sick and dying and then, okay. Yep. So is it, is it, is it mommy? Is it the house? Is it the mirror? Is it the phone ringing? What is happening? What is going on? It's mom. I think it's mom. Wow. And here's okay. the thing. I, or the house really isn't a house. The house really isn't, eh, it's possible. Well, at the, at the end, when they come back, they can't find the house. So the house isn't a house. So there's something, and this answers a, I, I think, so I like that it's a flip. I like that it's, a, it's an immediate flip, that she flips. I like mm -hmm. the whole Breaking Bad part. I, I enjoyed that. It, 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 it really is just like the whole, wow. Like I, I wasn't expecting it. They did it good. I was fine with it. It also answers questions, too, as to why Rachel doesn't like mirrors. I, throughout the last 
couple of episodes. See, I was always under the impression that she didn't like mirrors because she didn't like seeing Raven. That was our impression up until now. That's what I now always we're seeing. Thought. Right. Now we're seeing that there's probably more to it. We just don't know fully what. And what produces the portal at the end? The mirror. Well. The mirror. That goes back to, so what's the point in her making the portal? She made it. Okay, so back in the episode Asylum, Dick Grayson comes across her staring into a portal that she just manifested out of thin air. And here it has to be a mirror that that daddy walks out of. I'm fine. Well, I think one, one was outside of this house and one was inside. This is like a direct. So I think that might be the difference. It might be the only difference I could th I could think of is because now they're inside this house that is fine after, after not being lived in for five years is fine on the there's no rot there's no dust there's no there's something mystical about this house because it's not a house that I agree with that's my thought it's not a house I think it's a house I just think so, it's I I I I think it's a house I just think it's mystical. I agree with you here, but I do think it's a house because they go through the trouble of hiding it. Like the whole portal thing, like not the whole, well, the whole force field thing that like encompasses the house at the end. Clearly they're just trying, well, he is just trying to hide the house from, for whatever reason, from Wonder Girl and from Korra, but Dick Grayson can run through. So the human, <laughs> the human can run in to quote unquote save the day but the one with the lasso and the one who's an alien can't and that's why i was saying we talked about last week with the last episode <laughs> why she was calling for jason todd because they can't get to dick grayson now they need jason todd to come in for what what is what is jason todd going to do he's going to replace robin uh, with robin okay Ooh. That's because now that they're together and Dick Grayson's separated, they now need Jason Todd to come back in and replace that to help him get Dick Grayson back. So you think this is that's why it was, this is going to be the point where he becomes this Nightwing? That's next. That's next for I, if this show doesn't do that next. And like fully commit to him being Nightwing. After all, this, oh, he becomes Nightwing. Like that—that's what I mean. Nightwing. He becomes Nightwing. <laughs> he becomes Eventually, Nightwing. at some point, he has to become Nightwing. If he becomes Nightwing and Jason Todd comes in and he's like the new Titan or whatever, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that's that. What, that's but what I'm that's saying. What like, but because he, because he disappears into the spot, they don't know because he disappeared into this house or to the past the this force field or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Rachel is still on the inside. Yes. And we don't know what's happening after this. So now she's... No. So we're seeing her calling for Hawk and Dove after... Because that's what I was saying last week, is what you're seeing in last episode with Doc and... Um, with Hawk and Dove... Hawk and Dawn, mm -hmm. when they're when she's calling out to him, it's happening at the same time as what we're watching now with this episode. Because of what happens at the end here is why she's calling out there. They just for them to end the way they ended here and then go back to Hawk and Dove would be wonky going into the final episode, the season finale. The season finale will pick up where this ended and then tie in the last episode into it, which is right. what I think is going to happen. So uh, then they didn't answer it here. They're going to answer it next episode. It's possible. It's I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board with that. It's possible. Um, the one thing that this house, I want to talk about the house for a minute because I, I do think it's a house, but I also do think it's mystical. I forget the character's name. Oh my god, I forget the character's name. Um, X2. I know you got to go back. X2, the uh the, the mutant who could manifest the uh, uh visions in front of people, uh Striker Sun or whatever, and he's in Cerebro and he's messing with um yeah. 
this house reminds me a lot of him. The way that, uh, especially, well, mostly just with um, with Gar here, how he looks into the mirror and he's all bloodied around his mouth and everything. And then he goes outside and he sees the guy that he mauled a couple of episodes ago. Like, the whole thing, to me, was fantastic. And I didn't, I should have paid more attention to what was happening. Did they both eat the soup? Or she didn't want to eat? She wasn't hungry. She didn't want to eat. But he was mowing down on that soup. Right. So I was thinking, was the soup poisoned? Is this like some hallucinogenic thing that's going on? Or is the house just doing this? Because it's not. It, I it, think, even, go ahead. I think it's the soup. <clears throat> you think it's the soup? You think she poisoned it? She did something to it. Okay. I Yeah. I don't like the idea that it's the soup because... Why poison her? Why poison her? Why poison Rachel? If she needs Rachel to do the thing and magic, why poison Rachel? It may not affect Rachel. It may not affect her. That would be weird. That would be so weird if it doesn't. That would be weird. That would just be another thing about Rachel that it's like, okay, at that point. So far, so far, everything about Rachel is like the story, the, the history of Superman. Yes, we just keep was finding just about out. To say that. We just keep finding out different soup powers that she has. Oh, she has that. Okay, right. Okay. Oh, she has that. Right. Oh, she has that. Write it in. Great. Is she going to rebuild the Great do? Wall of China with her eyeballs? Like, is... <laughs> I'm sorry. Blow the oil from an oil tank back into the boat. <laughs> hey, <laughs> perfectly separating it from the water. Yes. Hey, it's Superman. absolutely oh. it's Superman. I don't know. I don't like the idea. I, if it's the soup, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see the point in even potentially poisoning Rachel because she's needed to do the thing at the end of this episode where it's like you and the whole. How does how does Rachel not like figure out that th- this is a trick? Like, okay, everybody that I have met, like the convent and even to a smaller extent like Corey and other people have all been like, your father's the bad guy. Don't blah, 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 blah. Like all season long and now all of a sudden it's like, mommy told me I need my daddy. So now I'm going to go get my daddy. Like, why? How do you not figure why? out because that this she is really, a... Because, because, it's, because her mom touched on an emotional part because Gar is dying. <sighs> and the only way to save Gar is daddy. Is daddy. Which is not true. It's not true because if we've seen her heal before, she could probably do it. But she's yeah. an emotional. She's, she's an emotional. An emotional wreck. Wreck. Well, she should know so, that she can heal. She. What did she do? But her mom is playing her. Her mom is now playing her, and she doesn't know that yet. She healed the deer. She doesn't know that she healed the deer, but she healed the deer. The dude slit his throat, and she magically made <laughs> made the wound disappear like that was that wasn't a, that much of a problem and she knows that she healed Corey. she should be able to like figure out i can do this i don't need i don't need yeah my but thought. she's all she's she's a mess right now because of Corey. she's a mess right now because of what's going on with gar she's a mess right now so yeah I'm sorry. That's I, the only, and, her, and it's her mom. And her mom is saying this. So she's trying to trust her newfound relationship with her mom. And she's going on that. And in a time of weakness, she gives into it. It's a common trope. It I happens know, I don't, all the time. The reason why I, I don't, don't like it. Neither do I. It's the, re- it's the reason why it happens. The reason why I don't like it is because this character has already been through so much in this season that she should be able to, like, stop for a minute and think. She's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. She's been through. She was at the convent. She was at the, the, the house with the crazy doctor where she found Gar at. Everything that she's gone through already with, 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 um, with Dick coming and going the way that he wants to. Like, the it's asylum. just been her, her, the asylum, her mom. Like, well, not her mom, her stepmom. Like, everything that she's been through throughout this season should have been building her up to this moment where she could take a moment and think and realize, wait a minute, I can heal him. That's what should have happened. Right. I don't I, I I hate I hate the 
too emotional to think trope. I hate it, and I especially hate it in situations like this where it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. She should have the wherewithal to kind of sort through her feelings in this moment. She's been through enough. The character has agree, been built up it enough. It was also, we we ha- we were expecting this portal to be opened at some point and daddy to walk through. I guess so. Yes. This was just how they had it. This, this was just I'm how they did it. I'm surprised it was done this way. So am I. I buy it a lot more too because she's like a 14-year-old girl. If she if she was like a full, if, it, if this happened to Corey, different story. <laughs> I would hate it even more. Well, but because it happened to her, if Corey's an adult, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's older. She's got more, you know, cognitive thinking abilities around her. Whereas Rachel is a young teenager. Her emotions dictate everything about her life right now. Yeah. Which is the only reason why I buy it. Yeah. If it happened with Corey, if it happened with Donna or Donna Troy, right? Yeah. If it happened with those two. I'd nope out real hard, but yeah, with this, this I'm true. okay with it. And especially since mommy is playing her Matt, mommy played us massively. I, She's playing her big time. I, I, so, the whole, the I, whole, again, I don't like it. I don't like, I the, don't like, I don't like they it do, either. The trope that they do, but that's what, but it's again, why reasons movie <laughs> TV show. That's, <laughs> Daddy had to show up in the scene somehow, and this is the this is how they did it. So, it's funny that you bring up you bring up a couple of other characters that I want to touch on, and and one of them right now is Donna Troy. Just the way that she like walks into this episode and immediately like pulls out her lasso of truth. So that's a thing that she just has her and own lasso and can walk her very in own and and easily handle Corey that without a problem at all. So Corey was just, her purple hair is glowing, her eyes are green, there is fire like coming from her, and the human can just lasso her no, no, no. and pull she's her to human. the ground. Da- How is she not human? Come on! She's the she's the daughter of... I thought she was just a sidekick. Di- no, she's her daughter. That's her daughter. Like, legit daughter. I didn't yeah, get that at all. Am- I thought it was just a sidekick. She's an Amazonian okay, princess. She's Amazonian. Okay, never mind. And the only other thing that happens is she attacks her from behind. <laughs> if she didn't attack her from behind, Corey would have had the upper hand. Yeah, yeah. But she's she's she is she's Wonder Girl. She's basically Wonder Woman. Fine, I I dismiss and i i forgive that i will forgive that i do though i do however think it's a little tropey that the hero walks in and the hero immediately gets the upper hand like without a fight without much you know without much in the way of a fight at all the 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 the, the lasso of truth comes out she wraps it around Corey and like just slams her into the ground and a wooden coffee table that weighs a pound falls on top of her and she's pinned and unmoving it is a little, it's a, it's, I shake my head at a little, little bit just because of the way that Corey has been built up this entire season. Like oh, I think, of the group I think that... of the group with, with the exception of Raven, that's living inside Rachel of the group, Corey's the heavy. Oh yeah. Big time. That's why I'm and like, I, I... this is what takes you out. Like, okay. Right. I take eh. this back. Donna Troy is wonder girl. I thought it was her daughter. She is considered Wonder Woman's sister. Huh? Younger sister. Okay. Meh. I don't. I like daughter better. I like daughter better but, too. But she is of the same. If she's heritage. if she's Amazonian, if she's Amazonian, oh. then fine. I I buy it. it. Makes sense. I do buy it. But so in this case, she'd be the only one. Who could handle? Who could even stand up to Corey? But Corey Very still true. has all these crazy powers. Corey's super powerful. So, I, I, so does the lasso just like remove your ability to like use your powers? Like, is that what? No, it, it's the lasso. Of, it's the lasso of truth. So right. when you when she wraps it around you, it forces you to just be honest. Fine. She slammed her into the ground with the lasso. <laughs> If it's the lasso of truth and you have to be honest, I'm fine with that. It 
seems like there's a lot more to it though. <laughs> it's strong. The, yes. the funniest part about the funniest part to me with the lasso is when it's like like wrapped up and it's on her waist. It's like five and a half, six feet long. When she uses it, it's never ending. Nope. It goes as long as she Absolutely. wants it to go. Absolutely. That thing just extends forever. Did you watch Wonder Woman 1984? Yes. Where she legit rode the lightning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. She rode the lightning with the lasso. Oh, is that not possible? <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. It was so it stu- stupid. It was so stupid. But that was no. But no. The whole. The whole. La- the whole. Donald walking in with the lasso thing and just taking care of the situation. I was like, no. I. I don't buy that at all. You've built Corey up to be this massive heavy of the team. There should be a little bit more fight going on than just this. But not. Not so much. And that. It rubbed me the wrong way. I'll be honest. It really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but yeah, and you bring up the other character, now that we're on Corey, she goes to a warehouse or a shack, whatever, and walks in, and they are scanned, (laughs) and it's a ship, and then her ship appears. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Yep. (laughs) Okay. This is a this is a thing that happened in this in this episode. So I have I have some questions. Um, why is the ship? Well, I I know why the ship is invisible. How did the ship get inside of this building? Is my first question that I had. How does that work at all? Is the building fake too? Like, is the building just a hologram? Is the building real? Yeah. I you think so? That's how I took it. Okay. That's how I took it. All right. All right. Because the ship shows up outside at some point, doesn't it? No. No. They do something stupid. They have the ship. They have the ship. They're on the ship. They realize everything that's going on. Raven's father, blah, blah, blah. Destroyer of worlds, this, that, and everything else. We got to stop them. Let's go. They get into a truck and (laughs) drive back. They don't use the ship. (laughs) They don't use the ship to get there faster. No, the alien gets in the backseat of a truck and they drive back. Five minutes after you figure out, oh, I'm an alien. I'm from off world. This is my ship. All All this wonderful tech and this magic. She has to get into a back of a truck. They can just use the ship to get there. Yep. Probably. And when they get to the house, you know, like I said, the for- the force field is around it, and the alien Corey can't get in. I bet the ship probably wouldn't have that much of a problem. I'm guessing there's some kind of weapon or something to help you do the thing. But no, no. We, we get into a truck. <laughs> I was so mad when we, when, um... When I was taking my notes for this episode, because I was like, wow, Chuck got the good episode tonight. And I have <laughs> <laughs> I have I have this episode where I have to talk about an invisible ship inside of a building that they don't use when it's absolutely necessary that they should be using. It doesn't it doesn't jive with me all that much. I don't know. I liked this episode. Okay. <clears throat> I I like certain things about this episode. I did not love everything. And these are the couple of things that I know I noped out really hard. I noped I'm out really you. hard on some things. It's it's a I, lot. I, it's, it's a lot my... to swallow. The, it is. The reason why is because it's almost like there there are certain things that are almost feel like a betrayal to some of these characters. Corey being taken care of as quickly as she does is a betrayal to the character that they have built from the beginning until this point. Um, every like everything that goes on with, with with Raven feels like a betrayal of her character because it's like you have been told that your dad is the bad guy and now you're being told to summon him and you just oh okay ah eh, eh. I was expecting it okay. I was expecting it. Okay. What I will say, speaking of Raven, is when Raven comes out in this episode, mm-hmm. it was actually a really, really good jump scare. Yes, like, it, it was. made me jump. It got me. When it got me. When they're at the table having the conversation, 
and Gar is asking a question, and Raven comes out and answers the question for Rachel, and she gets real big. Yeah. And just like towers over him. I was like, whoa. I, I jumped in my seat. I was like, whoa. It was fantastic. Not it was it fantastic. Was yes, it was perfect. It was really good. Better special effects in that car crash in the last episode that we talked about. <laughs> that car crash was horrible. It was really it bad. Was- this it was, was so bad. This was done really well. There was a lot of special effects in this episode that I enjoyed as well. The her, you know, Raven coming out of Rachel to tell Guard not to touch her was fantastic looking. The way that they made the force field look around the house at the end was really cool as well. I love the way that they Super did cool. that. I love the yep. even when even when you have Donna and uh, Corey r- run after Dick after he gets through, and they both bounce off. I thought that special effect was really Perfect. cool as well. I thought everything about that was great. Yeah. Yeah, all right. No, I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed I, – I think it was – that. I don't like it when a TV show puts all these efforts into something, and then they, they, they just cheap out on one part. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, yeah. We go back to, We go back to even – even um, The Last of Us, when everyone thought the giraffe was CG, but the yeah. only thing in the scene was CG was it was the only live thing it was in the, the scene. Only real aside thing from in them. the scene, which is wild to me. Which it makes no sense. It's like wild to me. If everyone thought it was CG, this is going to be it. one of those. This is going to be one of those things that I'm always going to complain about every time I get the chance. You have a television show that's about zombies. You have one episode where there's a horde of zombies. The show costs you almost a hundred million dollars to make. There's that number again, a hundred million dollars. Congratulations to XQC. A hundred million dollars to make, and they have to spend their money on a giraffe. One giraffe. One just one giraffe. Just one giraffe. But yeah, it's horrible. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I absolutely don't it's get it. Bad. It's so bad. It's, it's so yeah. bad. I okay. So let's 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 get on to some smaller parts of the episode that I really liked. I there's a cop that shows up asking a whole bunch of questions, being really sus and wants to know what's going on. I feel so bad for this poor guy. He's just looking for a date. He's probably. <laughs> he, was a, he, was a, he was a friend of hers when they were kids, too. Friend, friends, friends when they were kids, friends in high school, whatever. She's been gone for 20 years. He comes back around like, oh, my God, you're back. I can't believe this. Let's get a drink sometime. And uh, you think that he's going to get a date. She says she would like that. But then when he comes back later and, you know, things are going down, she stabs him. With her hand. Yes. Yes. I did not see a weapon. I did not see a knife. Nope. I didn't see a butter knife, anything. I saw her hand. Yeah. She's an alien, too. She, so is think, Rachel. You think she's an alien? Of course. Okay. I, it would... It I would. think she is... I think she is... I think she is an alien. She is, she's the same spot from her father. So, the, here we go. She just came here. Here we go. So... I feel like the only reason why we're talking about Darkseid potentially being the big bad, Darkseid's the only real DC villain that I know. And I'm hoping they introduce something different. We got Doomsday. Yeah, but Doomsday is like a creation, isn't he? Or is that like true? Okay, so in that movie, Doomsday was Lex's creation. Kind of like Nuclear Man was Lex's creation. In the movie he was. But- yeah. In, Doomsday is Doomsday is the true death of Superman. Okay. I, that I knew. Because the inside of him is kryptonite, right? Like in no, the, I think like in the comic, in the comic doesn't doesn't like Superman destroy Doomsday and then like Doomsday is opened up and he's all kryptonite inside and that's what kills Superman? No, I don't I don't think about the I don't know if it's the comics, but I do know that he just Doomsday is just there's the animation shows. I'm gonna watch them again. They're on HBO Max or just Max, whatever it's called. Um, but there's Doomsday, the death of Superman out there, and Doomsday just handles mm-hmm. Superman like Fine. it's ridiculous. How- I'm, 
I'm fine. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I just I don't know. I I feel like okay. So we know Doomsday. We know Darkseid. We know like Steppenwolf and things like that because of the movies. I just I personally hope that whoever her father is is not connected to Darkseid at all. I want it to be something different. I don't want it to be that because then if it's if it's that, then they have to like introduce. Oh, here comes whatever version of Superman that we decided was good. Because there's there's no way if Darkseid walks up, if this is Darkseid walking out of this mirror, they have to bring in Superman at that point to deal with this. This is not something. You would think so. This is not something that Dick Grayson, in in whatever costume he's going to have his Nightwing, is going to be able to handle. This is going to be way above his pay grade. You got to call in the heavy hitters. The children need to sit down and the adults need to enter the room and take care of the situation that you all created because this... Okay. (laughs) Just a thought. Just a thought. Just a quick thought. Just a quick one. Now I'm with you. I'm looking up... uh, I probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that because I was spoiled. (laughs) I'm just looking at episode... I'm just looking at next episode, episode 11, to see if they mention any names and they don't so they actually do mention his name in this episode it's trigon that's all they say try when they're on the ship and they're going back and forth and she's playing with her fancy computer that's on the ship and the the image of him comes up and Corey's like it's trigon he's like he's the destroyer yeah. of worlds and blah 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 which i think is really cool i also think it's really cool that Everybody's kind of been right about Rachel or Raven not being a bad person because it's not Raven that's going to destroy the world. It's actually her father who will do nothing, like who wants to destroy it. Like, I think that's really cool. I think that's great. And your eyes are lighting up. Thanks. This guy. Uh, so yeah, I'm, just, no, I'm just looking up Trigon. Okay. You're right. It's, so it's that's, his, that's his name. Okay. Um, and I just searched Trigon, and it popped up an image of him in Titans. Okay. And wow, he's nasty looking. Hmm. I can't wait. That sounds fantastic. Can't wait for that one. Cannot wait, wait for that one. Which is well, really that cool. makes me that that makes me happy that it's not Dark Side. Yes. Since that he actually gave his name in this episode, because I, yes. I missed that. Um, but you never know. He could be attached. Like, he, there yeah. could be something. But I hope not. Like, I really every, like hope everybody not. was attached. To, like everyone was attached to Thanos in the first. Yeah. You know that's that's one part. Marvel. That's one part of the MCU that I really didn't like was how everything like linked back to Thanos. But it took mm-hmm. like a decade to finally get to Thanos. <laughs> Even in the first Guardians movie, like yeah. you see Thanos, but yeah. then it's what's his name? Uh, what was his name? Oh, Loki. Not Loki. No, no. Um, in Guardians. <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, the, the, Ronan. Uh, Ronan. 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 Not yeah. the Ronan. Just Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on Gar for a little bit now. So. He's an animal, right? He can smell. He can sense things. I said before that he's outside on the porch, and this is after he looks in the mirror and he got the blood on his mouth and everything. He look, He's on the front porch and he sees the guy that he mauled. Clearly some type of hallucination or a vision. Vision. He knows something is up. He says to Rachel, something's wrong with this place. He, he gets it, but he doesn't leave. He lets Rachel take him to lie down so he can have a nap. He's sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I again, I don't sure. get it, but he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I I mean, I guess. I guess. I guess so. I don't know what else to say yeah. about Gar in this episode except for that, like he knows something's wrong, but he he he's he needs a nap. That's all. He needs a nap. 
Very good. Very good. So another thing that comes up, and I really hope we hear more about this because I'm really interested. Um, one of my favorite parts of that first Wonder Woman movie was the beginning and watching her become Wonder Woman and like going through the trials and everything. So I really yep. love when they're on their way back to Rachel. And it's like, well, there's one way that we don't have to kill her. And that's if she goes through 400 days of the Warriors training. And I'm like, that sounds really cool. I would like to see something like that. You know they're not going to do that, though. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to find a way to, like, probably not expedite this real quick. <clears throat> More than likely. Or, or it'll be, like, a montage. Like, I don't know. A quick montage. A yeah. really quick montage of a year and then some of her life. Where she has to go through a whole bunch of... I like that idea. I am so interested in Corey and her home planet and just why I'm so interested. But I don't I don't know. I would want to know more. Yeah. We haven't we haven't had a full backstory on her yet. On her at all. No. Right. I think we're overdue for something like that. We got a backstory I, I, on almost everybody else, but not her. I don't know. We we haven't had one on Gar either. We had a five second opening. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. Speaking to what you said about uh So I go ahead. No. So yeah, I, I would like to see, you know, more Gar and more Corey for a backstory. We don't need one for Dick Grayson. We know no. who he is. We've had Absolutely. plenty of backstory for that. Yep. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I've tried three times this week to go. Don't ask me why. I think because we just watched 89 and Returns. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to continue it. I'm going to try. So I popped on because it's on Max. I oh, popped man. on Forever. Oh, okay. At least you popped on Forever and not Batman and Robin. Three times I have fallen asleep and I cannot. Con I, I'm like, nope. I've, I've noped out real hard. Like Jim Carrey's funny, but he's so over the top. Really, it's really Tommy, bad. Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones is so over the top in this. Tommy movie. Lee Jones is insulting in that movie. I. It's so wild. It's so weird to see him in that movie. It's so weird. It's bad. <laughs> It's so bad. You know, um, Nicole Kidman. Okay. That was her, right? Oh, it was either her. Yeah. Or, um, she, was it yeah, Nicole it's her. Kidman? Was it Nicole? Yeah, Kidman? it's her. Okay. Yeah. And she's just, I'm not even going to bother. And, and then you have, this is the one where they gave Batman, you know, the bat nipples. Like, why, why, why did they do this in this? Like, uh, and the horrible, if you go back and you watch it, the whole, this was, I get, this was produced by, um, wow, I just. No, I know where you're going with this. It was produced. Lost his name. It was produced by Tim Burton. That's a courtesy right. thing. He, that's right. such a courtesy, like production credit for the, for that movie. It's so, uh, okay. So. But here's the thing. When you, when you see the, when you see the graphics for the city, it looks like an 8-bit computer-generated graphic. Yeah, it's more than so likely. so bad. I still... So bad. Those two movies, those two movies, it... Okay, so Batman and Robin, in case you've forgotten how Batman and Robin, Batman's introduction in that movie is coming through a window and skating down a dinosaur. <laughs> Skates come out of his face feet and yes he skates multiple, <laughs> multiple times in that movie all they're gonna do is all they're gonna do is click their feet together and the, and the skates come out it's fantastic you know george Clooney for years uh was really upset at himself for taking on that role as batman because he he, he after that movie he felt like he ruined the franchise isn't that funny isn't that hysterical wasn't his fault. I mean, you would never in a million years imagine somebody out there who is like adamant about they destroyed the Batman franchise ever wanting to play Batman again, would you? Nope. No. 
Does he come back in the movie? Does he come back in the movie? Oh my god. He plays a cameo. Are you st- <laughs> I I was trying so hard not to say that, but you had to bring up like forever and like I went it, ha- it, it I can't get it out of my head. I couldn't get it out. He doesn't do anything. I'm editing this out for spoilers. He doesn't do anything like over no. the top, but it's just like, whoa, like <laughs> you actually did this. I totally, I'm like, I'm so surprised he actually did it. But no Christian Bale. Can't get Christian Bale. Can't get Christian no. Bale. Nope. Can't get Christian Bale. <laughs> Next get- to Keaton, the best Batman. Yes. Yes. So, moving on with this episode, because we're almost done. This was really quick, actually. I, yeah. Okay, so the end of this, I'm still really bothered with the way that everything culminates. With Mommy and the turn that she makes killing her potential date. I feel bad for that poor guy. And then going on with, Rachel, use your powers you're powerful. You can heal him. Oh, wait. No, you're kind of weak. You know what? Your father's strong enough. He can. You have to summon your father. Just close your eyes and imagine how badly you want to see him. And then her eyes go black. She gets up. She goes over. She reaches inside of a mirror and pulls out a guy. Her dad. Her. her so here's. So so here's my question with that. Okay. <clears throat> She's not powerful enough to heal Gar. Nope. But she is powerful enough to create said portal. Yes. And pull him through. Yes. Why? Because mommy. Yeah. (laughs) This is such (laughs) an odd. This is such a. And they do the cliche thing too on the ship where they're looking at the old book and they're like, well, that's Rachel. And that must be daddy. Who's this woman? Uh oh! Like they that her mom. (laughs) It was so like really we're doing that. (laughs) This this is this is how you find out that mommy is is kind of evil. Was this? This is okay. I don't know, man. The whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing was just really, really, really weird. The whole way that this ended was just really weird with her turning bad and we need dad and blah 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 and i'm in a relationship like oh some of these lines it's so bad. some of the lines around that were really- i really feel like i really feel like for me what it is is a, a lot of writers when it comes to how do we introduce the main villain at the end the big bad mm-hmm. and to culminate the you know this is the problem with a, with a short series like a little 10 11 episodes is the end or how, or how they get there just seems rushed yes yes it does this episode this episode seems rushed i like it it's not my favorite one I do enjoy the episode, but it feels rushed and it feels like, okay, from the time that we find out that mommy's on the bad side to the very end, it's like five minutes and every, all the like big stuff happens too. A lot. they find out that they find out that mom's on the bad side. We find out there's a force field around this house. We find out that no one can get inside of it. Somehow Dick, Dick Grayson can. Right. We find out that, you know, Daddy's around the corner and she's letting him in. You know, all this stuff happens at the very end. Yeah. You know, it's like finding Dick Grayson finding out that mom was the on the on the other side an episode prior to would have made more sense. These things happening and culminating to this at one point would have been better than it all happening it within like a five minute span. That's why it feels kind of rushed and just not done well because that's my opinion i i agree i agree i don't think i don't think this needed to be rushed the way that it was because everything happened in quick succession it's so weird and 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 it kind of takes you out of the moment when small things like that happen 
So, in the last episode that we did, we went through this whole thing about Rachel reaching out to Hank and Dawn for help or, or finding Jason Todd. I would have appreciated it if there was a little hint of that storyline being continued or, or on its way to being resolved in this episode. It would have mm-hmm. been super easy to do something like that. I don't understand why it wasn't. Um, as far as, you know, Rachel you know black eyes i don't know if she's going raven or not and then reaching into the mirror is like it it almost feels like she's being possessed to do this like her father is on the other side in the other dimension oh that was a thing too that they find out on the ship that he's in another dimension it's right. almost like he it's almost like he possessed her to like go to the mirror and like you know drag her out it's so we- and like i don't know i don't know her whole character, like the development, the the character development in both Corey and Rachel in this episode, I think was damaged Lacked. a little bit. It, no, yes, I think their I think their reputations as characters on the show was damaged a little bit. I I don't think that Corey should have been taken out as easily as she was. I don't think that Rachel and I I agree with your point to a certain extent that she's a fourteen year old girl. Listen. When it, it doesn't matter. I don't think age in that regard matters because if you've been through a lot in your short life, you're gonna be. More... Oh, don't get me. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you. Okay. I'm just trying to give the facts as to why they did what they did, which is fine. Like that's. I think it's still. I think it's poor writing either way. Yes. Yes. They could have found a much different way to do it. I'm just giving my theory as to why they how they made it work it's still poor so So, i'm with you i'm with you for example one big example that i'm going to give is you already brought up the last of us and i'll bring it up again because it's most recent ellie on that show supposed to be what 13 14 years old somewhere in that neighborhood and because it, it was the apocalypse well not the apocalypse but because it was like the end of humanity and like we are now living in a dystopian world overrun with zombies her character on that show well beyond her years much oh, more definitely. mature than a 13 or a 14 year old typically should be and i buy that 100% rachel's almost in a very similar position she is special she does not know how to control her abilities everybody is either either ditching her leaving her or or dying and just everything that she's been through from episode one when her stepmother died up until this point, you would think that she should be wiser than to just I agree. do this. I, I agree with you. I don't know. I have a that could be me. That could be my No, issue. I'm on both you hundred percent. I agree with you. I've I felt the same way. I'm just trying to think of a way of like, okay, why why did they do this? This is the reason why. I don't like it. I think it was a cheap. I think it was rushed. Again, I think that there was a. It was an easy way out. It was. Let's do this simply versus. How can we actually. Think outside the box. There was no thinking outside the box with this. It, it was, was just very tropey. Super easy and super tropey. Yeah. Like it was. It was it was very tropey. Yeah, it's kind kind of uh, sums up my feelings about like the season in general. Um, and I don't know yet because I haven't seen the finale yet. Um, but the season in general has been a lot of ebbs and flows. Um, it it it's I love it because it's different because I like DC because I'm interested in these characters. The way that they've done character development on the show has been spectacular. I don't really have any complaints about that, but then they go and do something like this and like kind of betray um who they who certain characters were built up to be, and I kind of have a problem with that. Um same way I have a problem with, you know, just the heavy-handedness and how Bruce is just like layered throughout everything. That's another problem that I've had. But because the story around Rachel is so compelling, I've enjoyed a lot of what I've seen. This the show is right. still amazing. I still think the show is amazing. I'm super intrigued to watch the finale. I mean, when we're done here, it looks like we're going to wrap up early. I'm watching it. I'm not going to wait until, you know, next week. We're done early I enough do I can actually thing. do it. Um and right. I'm hoping I'm hoping that they 
I'm hoping that I get a satisfying conclusion and an answer to a lot of these questions, um, as opposed to just leaving you with more. Thank God we're watching this after it's already aired and we don't have to do, like, the week-to-week or, God forbid, like, a year in between seasons. Like, that would be brutal. Or a year in between half seasons. Oh. (laughs) I felt that was I watched that and I was like, I would have. I could not have done that. that I could not was have done that. So rough. Um, so I will say this. I had a conversation with Lee, and he was like, I don't like the way it ends. It's a big cliffhanger. Okay. I'm like, of course it's going to be. Yes. It's go because it's not going to season two. Every finale, every every finale is and should be a cliffhanger. Right. So I'm um, I'm guessing we're we're gonna still leave with we're gonna have a lot of questions answered, but we're gonna walk away with a lot more questions though. It depends on what questions they leave unanswered. I, I'm, I'm questions. Trying... That, no, I want new questions. I don't sure. want questions that I've had since episode one. Sure. If those are still hanging out there, um, that's frustrating. That okay. But... So it's frust. It's better for us because we don't have to wait however long before you know to get going with the second season we can jump right into it whenever we want to however if this was back when it was airing and we were covering it like this and they leave the finale with a whole bunch of questions still unanswered from this season i would be very very upset i would be disappointed that would bother me that would bother me so i try to walk into it with that perspective and to that point i guess you're right but anyways the last thing that i'll say is i and i don't know why this happens so dad's the bad guy. Clearly, we, we find out he's been imprisoned. He's in a different dimension. He's trying to get here. Rachel, blah, blah, blah. And he gets here. And the first thing that he does is he actually saves Gar's life. Why? Yep. I, 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 don't don't, I don't like I don't like my villains doing something good and skating that line. Like, if you're here and you're the bad guy, be the bad guy. Be the bad guy. And, and right. let Beast Boy rot on the floor. Don't save his life. That's a little because now it's like okay, now I can identify with him as the bad guy. But Reverse Flash did the same thing with Flash. He actually trains him in the TV show. First season, he's his best friend. Okay, but he's he's the bad guy. He's the villain. In some cases, it works. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it always fails, but in some cases it can work. Here, eh? I don't know. I don't know. Right think, away, I right think, away. I think Rachel should have saved him. I think I think that would have been an amazing. I think moment. where it, I think where it works is the reason why it worked in 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 Flash is Reverse Flash was the villain. The character H.G. Wells that he was outside of that was not the villain. Mm-hmm. So he had the dual identity, and the dual identity is what fooled everybody. In this case, we there is no dual identity. We know who this guy is, and he's the bad guy. Yeah. If we if 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 we if if we were introduced to this guy without knowing who he was, and he was pretending to be the good guy. And then turns out to be the bad guy. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But we know who this guy is. I when guess this, so. you're right. When this guy comes in, when this guy comes in as the big bad, and then the first thing he does is heal somebody. You're like, thought you were the big bad. I thought you were the bad guy. <laughs> like you're the bad guy that yeah. everybody's been trying to keep out, and like you know the confident of nuns, and, and and Corey is terrified of you know making it into this world, and. All, all that all right. wonderful, wonderful things that a, a villain should be. A villain should be terrifying. But then you come exactly. here and the first thing you do is resurrect somebody. Is, eh, okay, you're kind of skating that line for me a little bit. Another reason why I really don't like it, I think it should have been Rachel that healed him. I, ju- I do. I think that would have been an amazing moment if she actually healed him. I, I That's just me personally. I think that would have been a, a much better way to handle this. Or, even better, you save his resurrection for next season. 
where 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 at the end, that would have been an amazing way to like leave things off with that character to kind of keep the audience like, ooh, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna how how's this gonna what's work? Gonna That's pretty. What's gonna happen? It's it's captivating. Here it's just like well, the you, villain well, the villain saved well, the life. Well, you know, and... well, you know what's gonna happen, right? In season one, Gar can't die because Rachel loves him. <laughs> In season two, Rachel can't die because Gar, because loves, Gar him. loves him. <laughs> Whenever that conversation comes back up, I just, I it just throws me into a laughing. I, I love that conversation. I love that. I love that clip that I took out and threw up on our YouTube. I love that. That it is. Was- Fantastic. That and the Lacey holds on for dear life are my two favorite moments from this podcast. They're fantastic. It's so funny. It's she's, so funny. She's, in, she's holding on to her on for dear life, but she's in space. How is she breathing? She's in space. <laughs> so, I love that. I love them fantastic. both. I love them both. It's awesome. It's awesome. I but will anyways, say this. I will give this, even though the four Superman movies were out well before the four Batman movies, there was more continuity with the four Superman movies than there was with the four Batman movies. Of course. I like those four better than the four Batman movies. Uh, uh, As a whole. uh, Okay. As a whole. I would agree. The first two of each are the best. Superman one and two and Batman eighty nine returns are the best out of all eight. I like for each three. Three is the actually three is one of the best. I don't Superman know, man. Movies. I think I think I was just about to say I think three is awesome. Three is probably Superman my has, favorite. Three has Superman has three out of four that are really really good. The and Batman go, has two out of four. I go back to this and I brought it up and since you brought it up again, I'm going to talk about it again. That one scene in Superman three where he switches. It's beautiful. There's no music. There's no hint that it happened. He's just, he's, and she gets a phone call. Oh my God, a bus for the children. You gotta go. And he's like, you can wait. I always make it on time. I'm Superman. Everything about that, like Christopher Reeve in that moment was like, you're the best actor on the planet right now. Like that moment is is like, aside from it being a superhero movie, it's probably one of my top, it's in my top five movie moments of all time that one right that one scene did we gotta so like much. not since you guys just did it last i think it was like last, what was it last year we did a long time ago <laughs> it's a bit was a it a long, long time, time? yeah it was a long i would actually ago. love to i would love to revisit that film but with this i with the three of us i would yeah i would too I would love to. Would I just, would love to do I that. It would just be fun. That we talk movie, about it so much. That movie is amazing. Everything. That I'll, movie I'll, is, I'll geek out for an hour and a half. I will. Yeah. I will gush over yes. that movie. Because I mean, the only part I really don't. The the only part I really don't get in that movie is the supercomputer. Like, where did it come from? Like, how? But outside of that, that movie is, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's I love, fantastic. I love the part in that Richard movie. Richard Pryor is. Richard Pryor is amazing in that movie. As the general molded, molded plastic seats in the whole, the whole thing. And even before that, how he's, he's on the roof and he get the skis on and he skis he's down the side the of the cape. building. <laughs> With the cape. And he's telling the story about Superman saved everybody in Brazil or wherever he went. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. It's perfect. And he goes in to meet what's his name, Bradley, and And he has like the the booze, and he has the booze. It's perfect. I love that. It's so awesome. I love that movie. I would love. Do you still have the? You probably don't have the notes for it, still, do you? No. We wouldn't even need notes. We could just watch it and talk about it. I'd be happy. No. It'd be so easy to talk about. But I still, I, you know what though? I still have my notes for Superman four. I don't have my notes for Superman three anymore. Of course I do. No, no, that movie. Oh man, Superman three is an awesome, awesome movie. I think that like, like, don't get me wrong. The story, the storyline's fantastic, but Christopher Reeve is what makes it. Yes. Like, Mixed with Richard Pryor. Two was probably my favorite. 
because I just I love Zod in that movie. I love that character in that movie. Two is probably my favorite, but that ridiculous S that comes off of his chest is like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, three is three has so many moments. I love that movie. I love that movie. Oh, yes, please, thank you. Well, I think I think we're way off Titans right now. But way I'm, off Titans. I'm done. I'm good to go though. If you All are, right. yeah, I'm good. All right. Oh. Okay. Well. All right, everyone. Have a good one. Goodbye, everybody.